0: Five-Year Mission, the podcast, episode 19.
1: This episode of Five-Year Mission, the podcast is brought to you by Fansets, your home for all things pop culture pin related. Head over to fansets.com and see all that they have to offer. And also stay tuned at the end of the episode for a very special offer from us here at Five-Year Mission. the Five-Year Mission, the podcast. We have a very, very special episode this week. Uh, we did a little video blog thing a while ago that we released, and uh, one of the segments had a catchy little tune that we like to call Fan Questions. So we decided to have people on Twitter and Facebook. I did not include Instagram, since I noticed pretty much every single person that follows us on Instagram follows us on one of those platforms. So, meh. So we are going to do an episode of Fan Questions tonight, and all... Five of us: Mike Rittenhouse, Noah Butler, Chris Spurgeon, Patrick O'Connor, and myself, Andy Fark, are all
2: here. That is weird. A momentous occasion. So,
0: P- Patrick, you're uh, rarely on here. How have you been? I'm good. Hanging in
3: there. Yeah? We, we had a little bit of a scare, scare last week, as I told you. We thought that uh, a friend of ours had gotten COVID, but she actually a co-worker of hers did, and her chest came back negative. So, oh, and we true. had just seen her, and so we thought. Uh, you we should. might have it,
2: but
4: we don't yeah. <laughs> thank goodness. thank goodness. so when I was growing up, I remember, and probably still, um I'd be riding in the car with my dad and he'd be listening to WIbc on a am radio. oh, yeah, and, and they'd have like callers calling in. That's what Patrick sounds yeah.
2: like right now. <laughs> like oh, the yeah. vocal,
4: like the quality. It sounds like an old like an old AM radio call-in. It's funny. I mean, it doesn't uh. sound bad. It just that's first what I'm doing. First
3: time <laughs> WIBC Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> <Da-da-da-da-da-da>.
2: <laughs> right. Uh, this is where the gold. Uh,
4: this is the gold right here, guys. Uh, pure gold. Platinum. Gold go right, press. The, platinum. The, the gems. The diamonds in the rough.
0: That that one's for everyone who listens to this who actually lives in the Indianapolis area. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: And and is like forty years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Fans, fans. Fan questions. These are questions from the fans. fans. Fan questions. These are questions from the fans.
1: fans. So I'm gonna be acting as moderator because uh all five people speaking at once is gonna annoy the living crap out of me. So, <laughs> so uh we are gonna start off with uh some questions from Twitter. Uh, Mr. Zachariah Shram, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, and if I'm not, it's a hilarious mistake. Um, <laughs> as as a band, who are your musical inspirations? And Chris, we are going to start off with you.
4: Mm. Well, I feel like I've been asked this question a lot, mm. and I always give the same answer. I'll, I'll see what I, I'll see if I can mix it up a little bit. Well, I always, <laughs> I always. <laughs> Right. Are you gonna say Wilco first or David Byrne?
3: <laughs> well,
4: I, I, probably David Byrne, yeah. But just because I don't know, David Byrne. Kind of, I'm in awe of David Byrne in general. Um, his, although you know, I read some interesting. Uh, I read an interesting article about um, I can't remember his name. Their drummer, the Talking Heads drummer, and uh, Tina Weymouth, who was the the bass player, and they did they created Tom Tom Club. Yeah and the drummer was talking about how they didn't really get along with David Byrne and all this kind of thing. And uh, Byrne got a lot of credit for writing a lot of the music, but a lot of it was contributed by, by those two. And you can really, I feel like you can kind of hear that in the, you know, talking heads music versus what David Byrne does, uh, you know, his solo music. I mean, he was obviously the face of the band and, and the personality and the lyricist, but a lot of the music, that kind of funky vibe that the, that you hear in the Talking Heads, I think a lot of that came from the band itself. So it's just you know, interesting, um, an interesting sidebar. I grew up growing up. I didn't ha- I had the uh, just weird musical influences, very adult contemporary. But as I got older, I started to discover new music. I guess probably in the '90s, you know, when the the grunge started happening. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, David Byrne, I discovered David Byrne, but Wilco is definitely in there. I, I just have a really broad taste in music. And so it's, it's really hard to pinpoint uh, a specific broad influence. But I will say that generally when I'm writing songs, I kind of get an idea of what I want something to sound like. And I listen to a lot of that kind of music to kind of give my give me ideas, or if I don't have any ideas, I'll just kind of I have Amazon Music, and I'll just hit my sound, you know, the soundtrack that they curate for you, based on your listening preferences, and just kind of listen through and, and get ideas that way. So I have a lot of influences, it's just hard to nail nail them down. Uh, on, on year
2: five, Chris, have you been listening to a lot of Millie Vanilli as as a point of inspiration? <laughs>
4: no i actually you know what i've been listening a lot of is like replacements and stuff like that that's, lately
2: that's uh, good that's much better than Vanelli. it is
4: much better than me <laughs> <laughs> but i do have a, a a great affinity towards um uh alt country so old 97 i you are gonna say that <laughs> and again you know wilco and uncle tupelo and that kind of thing I always love that kind of stuff. And I generally tend to be the one in the band who will write something that's more country flavored than anybody else. And that's probably due to that very thing. So I think I've said
1: enough. All right, Patrick, <laughs> uh, can, 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 can you just name off a few for us?
3: Sure. Well, when I was, you know, getting into music and rock and roll in general, there really weren't a lot of just sort of loud rocking bands, except for there was like pop metal you know, and then there was like radio top 40 stuff, which was awful. And so I, I kind of started off going back to like the British invasion, um, and then going into like 70s prog rock. Um, but then when grunge shit, like he said, you know, it really kind of crystallized it for me. So I got into a lot of those bands in the early to mid 90s, and some late 80s shoegaze stuff. Um, obviously, you guys know it, like they might be giants. What else? I got into a uh, surf music in the, late 90s later 90s um dick dale and the Ventures and things like that and that really informed a lot of my guitar playing for the last oh 20 years or so <laughs> so as far as playing style goes that was a big thing yeah
1: i was going to say with the surf stuff you, the, the, you could you could definitely get that influence with your other band the madeira
3: oh absolutely yeah and dick dale was huge for us and i, I was lucky to have gotten to meet the guy He's an amazing, amazing dude.
1: Didn't did, didn't you also interview him?
3: Yeah, I interviewed him. We had a three-hour phone interview where he was basically getting ready to go to bed at night. Uh, and he basically, we got into things like, do you believe there are aliens among us? And what happens <laughs> after you die? <laughs> like all kinds of really personal, weird wow. questions. And I, I didn't put a lot of that in the actual print article. But <laughs> it was interesting <laughs> to talk to a living legend about random random stuff
1: like that <laughs> yeah. all right mike what do you what do you got for us what uh what what got you playing what got you influenced
0: uh i am influenced by just about everything um i grew up listening to all different kinds of music and um i mean very similar to everyone else here you know i, I listened to a lot of 60s and 70s and 80s rock and pop and you know, and grunge in the 90s. Um, probably my my biggest influences as far as songwriting would be the Beatles, No Effects, Smoking Popes. Uh, those are probably like the biggest influences on on my songwriting. Noah, what about you? <laughs> the Beatles.
2: <laughs> Noah loves the Beatles. <laughs> I love the Beatles.
3: Thought um, you'd never heard of them.
2: <laughs> oh, it changes Be- The Beatles never, yeah, never heard of them. You no know, that um, makes He only likes
1: wings <laughs>
2: <laughs> when uh when I was a teenager i I had an uncle who was about ten years older than me, and he was just feeding me lots of music, um lots of music that i never heard, and most of it was just sort of underground alternative eighties music. And uh, that kind of brought me then into the 90s, where I kind of continued to seek out a lot of underground uh, weird music, um, and that's 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 shaped most of my um, most of my musical taste and musical writing. Um, I would say if I had to pick one band that's that's most influenced me uh, in in my songwriting in Five Year Mission, it's probably been the band Superchunk. Um, it's just, that's always been one of my, my, my favorites. I kind of sing like that guy. We're kind of small people built the same. Um, and I just, (laughs) and I just love the, uh, I love the energy that they put out and the, and and the noise. I can't, can't quite capture it myself, but it's, uh, but definitely a, a big influence. And then, uh, also if, if on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, there's a lot of just like weird, music that that doesn't come out, I don't think, too much in my writing that I listen to like the weird like eighties. John Wayne. Well there's that. That came out that, that came out in Mike's writing and he he hadn't even listened to that album. Exactly. Uh yep. like the like the church and the House Martins, just some of some kind of more cheesy alternative eighties stuff that that is, is must creep out in some fashion in my writing, but, but I don't <laughs>
3: i definitely can hear super chunk thank you thank oh, you I, yeah. I appreciate that very much
1: see mine uh the whole reason i started playing drums i i've had the same answer for years and years and years there's three reasons tommy lee from motley crew keith moon of the who and animal from the muppets that's the entire reason i started playing <laughs> it's good yeah, and like, It's like because because like growing up my my i have a brother who's seven years older than me and so he kind of influenced my my early musical taste so i grew up listening to like a lot of motley Crue and megadeth and metallica things along those lines and then like uh the the way the weird weird way that i got into punk rock was because i got curious about the stickers that were on carrie king of slayer's guitar <laughs> and then found out there for like the ramones and dead kennedys and crass and stuff like that so then and it all went from there and then high school came and I started getting into like stuff like FYP and a veil. And then like, I, st- I still get influenced to this day and I'll have like bands like Brainiac, which is like a fantastic band that is, has not been around, but there's a fantastic documentary that just got released uh, to Amazon prime called uh, uh just, yeah, it's just called Brainiac. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. They have, they have all kinds of fans from like Mark Hamill, and like, um, what's the guy that uh, was in Portlandia? Was it Fred Fred Armisen? Ar-
2: yeah, Ar- Yeah, he's, Ar- he's in
1: the documentary. Yeah, and like King Bozo with the Melvins, they were all in the documentary. It's fantastic. They said they they sound like if like if Nine Inch Nails took like a bunch of Speed. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic.
2: What was that band that Fred was in? He was a drummer for for a band that came oh, to yeah. Indianapolis in like the, Jer- the early nineties. Water,
1: I think it was.
2: Was it? I thought it was something. That- I thought I had a different name. Somebody's going to be somebody's shouting it at the podcast right now. When this yeah, hears. I know.
1: I'm trying to remember what band he was in. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Dave Dave Grohl's in that documentary too, talking about Bring Me um, at,
2: at 12
0: years old, I stumbled onto Rock and Roll High School on TV at like two in the morning.
1: Oh whoa! And that's uh, a the, weird introduction, especially with mice exploding from my from, from rock and roll uh, music.
0: That that was my introduction to punk rock really
1: yeah it's a good that, that's a pretty good introduction
0: yeah
1: plus there is there's a there's the whole star trek tie, tie in with rock and roll high school as well yeah with clint howard clint clint, clint howard's <laughs> in rock and roll high school
2: <laughs> yep. hey andy hey noah trench mouth trench mouth yeah, that's what it was
1: i did i i knew i knew it was a chicago band and uh, Jerkwater is actually the band that matt skiba was in before he formed alkaline trio okay uh, that's why i was thinking jerkwater and just another another chicago band that didn't do a whole lot but they were pretty well and it's known a, a, a
2: two-word band
1: yeah, yeah i think Trenchmouth. I, I, th- I think trench mouth was all one word though
2: here's well a, yes
1: here's a conversation you can edit out mike
3: <laughs> most likely yes
2: <laughs> all right
1: Next question is another one from Twitter from Jen T. Uh, Patrick, we'll start off with you with this one. Uh, what's something you're passionate about outside of
0: music?
3: Oh, gosh. Music is pretty <laughs> all consuming for me, but uh, my family. Ice cream. <laughs> ice cream. My <laughs> wife and my dog, who just turned a year old. Um, yeah, ice cream is a good one, yeah. I've cut way back on ice cream to try to maintain, but um, I'm doing good.
2: <laughs>
3: um, I, and Noah, Noah will, get, will get this one, but, um, you know, I've, I've been collecting toys for a long time, and I've always been obsessed with, like, giant robot toys. Um, so much so that a friend and I started the first ever Voltron convention last year, um, and we're, we're holding, it, holding it again this year at the Marriott East, if anybody wants to come in October. We are social distancing. We actually went to the venue and measured out six feet in every direction to make sure we <laughs> could get up there. Nice. Um, but, yeah, so giant robots and anime and that kind of geeky stuff. And uh, ice cream is a good one. Yeah, I'm glad you guys mentioned
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mike, 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 what about you?
0: Uh I I wasn't even thinking about it while Patrick was answering. Um, (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, of course, Patrick's already kind of set a precedent. I have to mention my family. But uh, outside of music, uh, most people would think that my answer would be comic books, but I don't really like comic books that much. (laughs) It's it's just your, your your store that you own. Uh, I don't know, man. I I guess I'm just kind of addicted to television, so I just watch TV all the time. That's pretty much my thing.
2: (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah, I have this this (laughs) ongoing joke every time that I walk into uh, Hero House Comics and I see Mike sitting staring at, at some show that he's watching on the TV. And I always try to guess, like, first of all, I guess try to guess the season. First, before I even guess what show it is. I try to guess what season it is because it's, it's rarely season one. Um, yeah. So I'm usually like season four. He's almost
0: always right.
2: <laughs> and then I try to pick some obscure network television <laughs> show that, that nobody watched when it was on, but somehow it got five seasons and, <laughs> and he's in, and Mike's in the fourth season of it.
1: Season four, Boy Meets World. <laughs> Highwayman. i'm way mad you
0: know i thought of uh one more thing to add to my list so that i'm not super lame (laughs) and only watch tv too late Um, uh i also play a lot of board games oh yeah you do oh yeah 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 well it's it's
1: it's gotta suck with the quarantine going on because you haven't really been able to like get get the people together inside hero house to like have like big long drawn out games
0: not yeah not much we some of us will play online like some of the games have apps that you can play Mm. um and a couple of times we've you know been really careful but we've gotten together to play a couple things um but yeah it's pretty much put a stop to most
4: of the gaming that we do and gen con was just this last weekend and they had it virtually, virtually but that's not the same but i did um we have uh uh, ticket to Ride, first journey, which is like the kids' version of it, and so I, I pulled that out, and the kids played with me. and And Clara, uh, we we had to play open handed, and uh, Clara, I just kind of helped her the whole time. But Simon caught on to it. We had a it was a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, Noah,
1: what do you got?
2: Uh, I am I'm a big uh, I'm a big action figure collector
1: as we can see behind you if right you, now yeah
2: if, if anybody was actually watching this instead of listening to it there's a bunch of he-man uh masters of the universe characters behind me i was,
1: I was gonna say masters of the universe come yeah, on yeah
2: yeah they're, they're they're the big one but I, I like i like a lot of i like a lot of old vintage toys from the 80s and and then, and then there's just some modern stuff that i i like too but it's it's very much a uh borderline addicting habit that i have of it so it's it's that that that's a big thing. Um, I also like. Uh, I, I really like. I really like being outdoors. I am a very outdoors camping person. I like to hike and climb in caves and and swim in lakes and climb trees and do do a bunch of out, outside kind of stuff. But people may not know that about me.
1: And now they do. And now they do. And now they do.
2: And I like booze. I like a lot. I
3: like to drink a lot of booze. Look, <laughs> look, like, <I> like booze. <laughs>
1: It is true. There's a, yeah. n- 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 uh, here's a little fun fact: Noah almost constantly has a flask on him. <laughs> it's like almost. you know, like so like so, like, so, like so, so. Some people carry around like a Swiss Army knife to be prepared. Noah, Noah carries around a flask <laughs> in case there's no booze around. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a he's like a he's like a he's like a five foot three Saint Bernard that's been shaved and and, 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 and walks on his hind legs.
3: Notice <laughs> I did edit this part out.
1: <laughs> no way
2: notice i didn't mention my family
1: yeah screw your family i, I noticed that
2: how about you eddie um uh,
1: something i'm passionate about uh my family
0: <laughs> well I have,
1: I have two kids and they're they're like at the age where like you can hang out with them and then they're like learning stuff on their own and they can teach you things too and they're actually able to like Form jokes that are meant to be funny, and they're not just like accidentally saying funny things anymore. <laughs> so it's it's pretty awesome. Like a, like my my daughter made like a really great joke while we were watching Little Shop of Horrors last night. So we saw pretty, yeah, pretty stoked on that joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, my my girlfriend, uh, we've been quarantined together, and we haven't killed each other, and we've only become closer uh my two dogs one of which is dumb one of which is old um <laughs> uh every now and then i get this sudden bug up my butt to start painting again so i paint every now and then but i'm i don't i don't consider myself an artist i consider myself a person that doodles on things with multiple colors and outside of that a lot of tv we just finished uh, breaking bad for the third time and uh, I just started watching Lost for the first time.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's, it's, we're we're it's watching awesome. Lost also, because Ashley's never seen it. Uh,
1: what's the what, what season are you guys on right now?
0: W- uh, we just finished the first season. Uh, yeah, first season. We're right at the beginning of the second.
1: Okay, you, got, you guys are about the same spot we are. I think we're like four episodes into season two right now.
2: So Andy, I don't know if you knew this, but Lost don't give only- Don't spoilers. I d- It only had five seasons. Don't let anybody oh, tell you there were six okay oh. okay so the the end of season five that's it man there's no more done. that's in it's done that's how it is it's and it was a pretty bold way to end it so you know it's wise just, just stick stick to that
1: i will you won't I, be I sorry probably
4: will
2: if you don't li- <laughs> if, you, if you don't listen to me you will be sorry
4: you got an uh, answer chris sure <laughs> sure family Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh i have a i haven't actually been able to in a while, but i do really like to act and i've done several independent films and other small projects i'm actually we started to do a project before covid hit and we we're just putting together a uh kind of a trailer for social social funding and I actually filmed a little bit of that this summer, just uh, just myself, just pieces that I'm in. But I love doing it. I love being on set. And I've been part of, and on. you know, I've done crew work and stuff like that. It's just a lot of fun. It's really, I've gotten a lot out of it, made some good friends. And it's actually, that's how I got to go to Comic-Con about, I don't know, almost 10 years ago. And that was cool because I was part of a, the film festival and got to rub elbows with some highfalutins. So it was cool. <laughs>
1: yeah, because that's a, that when when you went. That's when we we first put out the single from Mary, and you it actually was. took to, you actually took copies yeah. of the oh, CD yeah. singles with you to Comic Con to hand out.
4: That's right. I forgot all about that. Yeah, that was that was pretty neat. I was yeah, I was giving that to everybody that I ran into. So that was fun. But I Mm love, I love, that's definitely a passion for me. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: okay. This is, this is one we get pretty often. So let's code pretty much consider this, putting it into like the FAQ of five-year mission. What's next? Songs Mm -hmm. about TNG, TOS movies. Mm -hmm. That's, that's from, that's from Larry Brown on Facebook.
4: I think we can probably answer this as a unit, right? we don't know (laughs) apparently we can't (laughs) we're going to disney world we've 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 talked about different ideas yeah um one of which that i really like is is doing the animated series as one album
0: yeah right
4: what 27 episodes
0: that's what Mm -hmm. that's what we've discussed the most that's That's probably the most likely scenario yeah
2: if we all live to make year five, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it'll be about ten years from now. <laughs> True. <laughs> we, have,
4: we have three songs written for year five, or I don't know. Patrick, do you have any songs written for five years?
3: I've got three of my four written.
4: Okay, so we just haven't heard them yet, right? Or yeah. have you sent them out?
3: No, we haven't heard I, them out. I haven't. No, I, I was kept waiting s- for Mike to send something out. <laughs> I, I like have like half a song. <laughs> I, I've said it. In a, <laughs>
4: I've, in at least one podcast and at least and i think it was during the the gaze in space event that we did i kept saying that i was the only one that had written a song for year five <laughs>
2: <And> <laughs> like on the last a podcast
4: mike corrected me and then i remembered that i had her tholian web and the other one that you did
2: well i said like
4: from last year
2: i sent yeah. out two demos but one i'm retracting Uh, Yeah, that's what we. I'm I'm retracting one of them. If you if you Uh, listen to our podcast,
4: you'd know that we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Noah. Uh, Yeah, Noah.
2: You guys have a podcast?
1: (laughs) No, you're one of those guys that has the podcast,
4: Noah. Mm. He's he's a special guest.
2: We should do like a frequently asked questions um, version of the podcast.
4: I think that's what this
0: is. Next question. Oh my God. (laughs) This
1: Mike, why don't you start us off? Larry Brown also wants to know why a fan band, and he adds, certainly there are better ways to focus your time and musical talents. Yeah.
0: God, Larry! Whoa. Ow! Ouch! Jeez. Okay, so I, I do, I do have an answer for this, <laughs> and it, it's not about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Thank <laughs> <Harry> goodness, <Jr.
1: laughs> we have answered that multiple times.
0: So, uh, basically. I I was in several bands, like normal bands, as Larry would call them.
2: Which, which we all have quotes.
4: Mike, Mike did quote fingers. They can't see you, Mike. I know. (laughs) It was implied Um, But but yeah, I I was. I was in several
0: of those bands. A lot of them with the same people, just different name band names or whatever. But you know, you get like four people to your show. You know, maybe eight people if you're lucky. You make ten bucks. And, you know, it's fun. You're playing music or whatever. But really, like, after a while, I just got bored with doing the same old thing and playing with musicians that are kind of into the same stuff as me, but everybody doesn't get along or whatever. So I decided to make a band about something else I was passionate about, which is television. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I thought that I would... You know combine the two and i would write songs about a tv show that i really liked and uh you know that turned out to be star trek because at the time i was pretty obsessed with watching all of star trek and reading about it and learning about it and uh so i decided to assemble the band of my friends uh with the exception of fark yeah, me. <laughs> and you know just <laughs> I would invite my friends that were interested in the same thing, like good, you know, musicians who are also songwriters who like science fiction and, you know, and it seems to have worked out. And this band has like a thousand times more fans than any of the previous
4: bands I was in. So I feel like that we've done something right. Well, I think it's important to point out too, that 10 years ago, we did not expect to still be sitting here doing this 10 years later. (laughs) No, no. You know, it was it was kind of a lark. You know, we just kind of thought, oh, we'll just, you know, write a few songs and it'll be fun. And then it just snowballed. And so I think that we... I think that the longevity was just us getting caught up in it. Not so much that we were thinking, hey, let's be in this genre band for, you know, 10 years. But a decade. Yeah, but let's do this fun thing. And it just it just kept happening, you know, and we enjoy it. And so we just kept doing it. So I, I think it's, it's not just, you know, you know, there are better ways to focus musical talent, but we are focusing it in a way that we really enjoy. So I think that's what's kept it going. And it's unique, you
0: know, it's not like yeah. all the other bands that yeah. that you see struggling. Um I think the two craziest things about this band now is that, we have fans worldwide and there are people who have formed bands now because they were inspired by us.
1: Which is so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: There's so nice. has been a big, uh, there's been a big paradigm shift over the last couple of decades. Like, I mean, I used to write songs about aliens or a TV show, et cetera, et cetera, in like the late nineties, but you would always have to kind of disguise it a little bit. Cause it was uncool to do like, it was cool because it was the thing you cared about to write about, but like people didn't consider it to be cool. And now there's been this paradigm shift where the more fandom stuff, the cooler it is. You know what I mean? It's just like a really strange thing. You know, when I was playing in destination earth, like 20 years ago, it was a novel thing, but everybody just assumed, Oh, if you wear a costume, you must not be any good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now oh, it's yeah. kind of, now people can get into it and have fun with it, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely. And as, as, um uh... As some people know, when when Mike had originally pitched this idea, um, to me, we were really thinking that like we were going to sort of, like Patrick said, disguise the songs a little bit. Like you know, only people yeah. who like really knew these, these episodes would even know that these songs were about episodes and like the, the name of the episode would not necessarily be the name of the, of the song. And it was just kind of gonna be this this kind of hidden, Thing that only we would know it's about Star Trek, or people who really, you know, really knew Star Trek would know it was. Um, and then Patrick wrote Miri, and then Patrick wrote (laughs) Miri.
3: The
4: The who's that guy talking about?
3: (laughs) Nobody told me that's what we were doing.
4: (laughs) Well, I mean, well, it's it's definitely
2: about Miri. Yeah, pa- Patrick, <laughs> Patrick showed us it uh, is definitely not Kafka. It's just, it's, just, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we're making
0: references that nobody gets.
3: <laughs> it's true. It's our podcast. We do what we want.
1: <laughs> All right, guys, stra- strap in for, the, for these. Okay, you ready? Uh huh. Uh oh. Neil Carpenter asks Who? Who? uh this i don't know he's he's british i don't i don't i never understand a word he says
0: (laughs) Uh, try riding within a car with him with just him talking non-stop for two hours
1: (laughs) neil carpenter asks uh what was your biggest personal positive to to come out of quarantine so far noah what do you got
2: (laughs) oh (laughs) god um
1: getting getting work done in your cabin
2: yeah i i I got a lot of work done i just thought like i was i I had work that needed to be done that i thought i could put off for like next year and then i just thought nope i will never have this much time again now is the time and so i just i I worked my butt off so that's good because a lot of things got accomplished
0: Who's next? Oh, Andy, you're next. Uh, biggest personal positive,
1: um, I wound up getting my, from my job back in March, like really early on in, the, in, in quarantining. Uh, but then just like a week ago, two weeks now, uh, I got the exact same job back. Yay. So it, it worked oh, out wow. wonderfully. Yeah, it worked out wonderfully that uh, one of the higher ups that worked there, she, uh, she she'd already been doing like continuing an education. She was going into some other part of the medical field and uh, she ended up getting another job after she got her degree. So then they were like, who's next in seniority and knows their stuff? Fart, come on back. So, yeah, back as basically as soon as the whole like um, uh, like unemployment extra stipend was running out too. So that was a super giant, huge
2: positive. That's really great, that's really good. Chris, what about you?
4: Well, I would have to say, one of the most difficult things for me in general is to figure out time to take care of myself and stay in shape, work out, that kind of thing. And 104 days ago, I started my workout routine and I have since maintained six days a week for all 104 days. Nice. Um, I do P90 X three Wow. and I completed the first 90 days uh, two weeks ago. And, um, that's something that's really difficult for me, but since I'm working from home, I can get up and, you know, knock out 30 minutes of a workout and still have plenty of time to, Get myself settled in for work and start working and it's just been great i feel better i have chronic back pain which is diminished significantly since i've been working out so it's been yes. a huge positive i would say
2: cool. good good for you man oh
4: look at these guns
2: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Woo!
4: locked and loaded
0: my eyes <laughs> <laughs> uh i think patrick was next
3: oh um well kind of along the same lines as what chris was saying i haven't been working out but i have been dieting and exercising and you know just you know walking running a little bit but i have lost almost 35 pounds since the beginning of quarantine so hey
2: great man i'm happy about that congratulations but,
3: but, yeah well chris kind of stole my thunder so i'm going to say the new project <laughs> i've been working on with, um, with, with savannah my wife um to a new musical project that we've been working on that we've actually recorded a full album and a few extra tracks um and it's music that i i've had sitting around some of it and some of it's new um but it's really personal stuff compared to what i normally do and so it's been really fun to um bring that to life
2: oh that's, that's really cool yeah i would uh, uh
3: resounding little, uh, maybe
2: are we going to Are we going to get to hear it?
3: Uh, sure. You want to play some right now? <laughs> <laughs> we'll make, it'll sound like it's something on WIBC. <laughs> it sounds like AM radio.
0: They, they They have a video you can watch, Noah.
3: That's true. They? Yeah. Uh, Resoundingmaybe's okay. okay. dot resounding com. Okay. Yep. I think I'm the
0: only one left to answer. Okay. Go ahead, Mike. What was? Oh yeah, the personal <laughs> positive, the right? Yeah. Yeah. quarantine actually unlike most people has been pretty decent for me uh my business didn't suffer uh my girlfriend's you know job didn't suffer uh everything seems to be okay for us so you know that's definitely a positive thing um like a a, a weird really like personal goal of mine like a lifelong goal that i've achieved during quarantine which is no surprise to people who who know me well is that i finally learned all of motley cruz too fast for love <laughs> oh i know it i know you know it and I, I i spent every day during the second half of march and pretty much all of april just playing it over and over and learning every song until my fingers blistered and. Now I can pretty much play the whole thing beginning to end. Played it till your fingers bled. Yeah. (laughs) Was it, was the summer of 69? Um, It was the
2: summer of 2020. Yeah. It was the summer of 2020.
0: (laughs) So that, that's, that's my, my personal positive, something, something that I made good out of the quarantine.
1: And, and I also learned all of Motley Crue's Too Fast for Love.
0: Yeah, you know when we In. practiced the other night, I was really surprised at how good that sounded.
2: Mm-hmm. And if anybody really wants to make like Mike's life complete, you can get him uh, the uh, "Too Fast for Love" on vinyl on the original Leather Records. Yes. Record label on their that, original
0: label. That would make me very happy. You, you can mail it to 1112 Prospect <laughs> Street, Indianapolis, Four six two zero three. Care of Hero House Comics next question
1: (laughs) (laughs) Neil Carpenter asks (laughs) who who is the last captain left at at the table uh, in a Starfleet drinking contest I'm going to go with a more recent captain I'm going to go with Captain Philippa Giorgio because uh, (laughs) especially Emperor Giorgio because she seems like she's done some things
4: (laughs) I don't know, man. I think I'm gonna have to go with Janeway. Janeway, really? Yeah, I think she, she could drink all the dudes under the table. <laughs> <laughs> she went toe to toe with the Borg, man. Deh. Patrick. What about you?
3: Um, I think I think Giorgio is a good is a good choice, but I'm a teetotaler, so I don't know about these things.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We've
1: seen you drink once. <laughs> jello shots don't count
3: that, that time at concave
1: <laughs> mike what about who wins mike at all the captains
0: uh i think i'm gonna go with uh, jeffrey hunter pike oh man uh, what upon what, what basis <laughs> I, I was <laughs> yeah explain <laughs> yourself because he looks like a tough badass man i mean look at him he looks like one of those guys in the 50s that could just drink nonstop with That's those piercing point. blue eyes.
2: That's no, that is a valid point. They, right. they, drank, they drank differently in the fifties. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> you just wanted to go with a dark horse.
2: No, nah,
4: yeah. uh, it'd be different.
2: Mike <laughs>
1: <laughs> Noah, who wins? You're the, you're the resident expert drinker.
2: I'm just, I'm not really a big fan of the Beatles. So it's a hard question <laughs> to actually answer. Cause I just don't really <laughs> care. Um, but I, I I think I, I agree. I, I can't commit. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna flake out on this one. I, I would I agree with Andy. I think Andy has a really good choice, and I think Mike has a really good choice for for both of the reasons. So stop I, sucking up I, to either, both e- of us. Either one, man. Wait, either one. Keep playing guys, both man. sides. I mean, maybe no. Mike. Maybe I go with uh, Mike a little bit, but well no, maybe Andy. I don't know. Out
4: of think, left field, I do think that probably Mike cisco maybe only because i feel like cisco could get really drunk and you wouldn't be able to tell whether he was really drunk or just being weird
2: that's true <laughs>
4: like being just like you know the emissary
2: yep yeah, that's true i'm an
4: alien i can't get drunk <laughs> i only drink whiskey me for I the taste cisco,
0: but
4: just he's out there a little bit a little bit a little bit
0: next question
1: uh let's Let's see here. Uh let me pick one. Uh Neil Carpenter asks. <laughs>
2: Who?
1: Well, four of us will be able to answer this. Patrick can chime in if he likes. Uh, what is the most important value you want to teach your kids? <sighs> because uh four, four,
2: four, four <laughs> out of five. Come on, us, Neil. Jeez, Luis,
1: man. Four four out of five of us are are, are, are human fathers. Uh all five of us are
3: our fur dads. Respect yeah. each other's differences.
4: There we go. Good, good, good one, one, Patrick. The, the non-dad has a good, the, good answer. There you Non-dad's go. dads <laughs> the first to chime in. <laughs> yeah, Chris, what about you? I think it would kind of be along the lines of what Patrick said, but I would distill it down to just empathy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kindness and empathy and, you know, that kind of understanding so you can put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Mm-hmm.
3: Agreed. That's what I Mike. said, but with more
4: words.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mike, what about you?
0: Uh, basically the same thing, really. Uh, you know, the, I mean, the golden rule. You know, treat others the way you want to be treated. hmm
1: All right. I'm I'm scared to ask, Noah.
2: No, no. In in, in all seriousness, um, I would. You know, the the one thing I kind of want to get across is that life is is basically. And, uh, I mean, there's not really a point to much of anything. So if like, it just doesn't really matter. Like if you can get yourself up out of bed in the morning and, and walk out the door, good for you. I mean, because yeah, I mean, otherwise, I, I mean, that's my biggest hope is that she can get out of bed in the morning. Um, you know, when this is like a Patreon video.
1: <laughs>
2: I don't know. What you're about.
4: Patreon videos.
1: Good to have hopes and dreams, Noah.
4: Noah's our nihilist. There
2: you go.
1: <laughs> but my with with mine, like I've been teaching my kids from the beginning. You know, basically uh, along the lines of empathy. Just don't be an asshole. Care about care about fellow people. And my, my biggest one that I've been able to instill in them since they're both. A little older now, learn how to spot bullshit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, basically, basically, you know, like be the person you want everybody else to be to you. That's basically all there is to it. So we're
4: in agreement, except for Noah.
1: Except for Noah. Noah. <laughs> Noah basically just wants a semi non-depressed child growing up in this shit world of ours.
0: So who's the next question asker, Andy? Uh let's see. Next question is from
4: Neil Carpenter. I've had enough of this guy. <laughs> Long time
2: listener, first time caller.
1: Long time listener, uh, seventh time at question asker. I mean,
2: who, who does this guy think he is? Like, how many questions do you think this guy can ask? Like, how, does he think I mean, he, he can just get away? He I mean, did Jesus fly
1: Christ, he did fly overseas to see us twice. Did he? Yeah.
2: I don't remember him. You don't remember him? Okay. Fark don't he's, care. He's, he's, he's
1: <laughs> what? Oh my God, Chris, I'm with a murder I'm maybe. making that happen. Fark don't care. Next question is from Neil Carpenter. Uh, <laughs> and we've said that, that, that uh, one of you actually uh, touched on this earlier. Uh, how did it feel when you realized you had dedicated fans around the world?
4: Which is a weird, weird uh, feeling. It's surreal, man. it, it, it
1: Yeah. The, 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 like I, I think the first time that we ended up selling like a like a record, uh, not a record, like one of Germany. our albums, like, in Germany. I was like, "Who's heard of us in Germany?"
4: <laughs> no. Yeah, this has got to be
1: a mistake. <laughs> it's yeah. so odd. It's,
2: it's it's a weird thing. It, it, it but it's 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 a fantastic thing. I mean, going back on my on my life is shit theme, there are <laughs> there are a few things that like make you feel good in life and and there is something pretty amazing about knowing that our art that you have created is bringing somebody else joy uh anywhere but then like thinking about it being halfway across the world um that someone again is enjoying the the art that that you made is is a really incredible feeling and really makes thing puts things in perspective and makes things seem like yeah this this is great this is there is a reason there is a reason to do this
1: it is (laughs) it is a (laughs) weird feeling yeah because like when uh, like playing growing up and playing and like local bands and stuff like usually your audience would consist of you know like people that you knew and you'd be like oh yeah i know that person know that person there's there's like 30 people at our show i know each and every single one of their names and then like somebody comes up to you after after a show and you're like I have no clue who this person is and they're like they're like i just wanted to say how much i love your band i came all the way from you know wherever boston canada australia wherever and it's just like wow that's united kingdom insane it, <laughs> i think we know somebody from the united kingdom but i'm, I'm not sure it's, it's richard jenkinson Richard, that's right <laughs> neil who just go to the next question all right uh, uh speaking of neil who uh neil carpenter asks <laughs> neil carpenter wants us to write our own epitaph in 10 words or less
4: uh, <laughs> neil
1: i don't have time for this to be fair this is a this is neil's last question i'm cutting him
3: off after this <laughs> hey, i've got one
1: go ahead go ahead
3: i told you i was sick
1: <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> All right, here's, here's mine. He was kind of a jerk, but also kind of cool, I guess.
4: Wait, isn't that 11? He was okay. kind of a jerk, but he was also kind of cool. Okay, it's like 13.
3: I've got one for Mike. He saved the world a lot.
2: <laughs> nice.
3: Buffy <laughs> reference.
2: I got one for Mike. No, I got one for myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you decided it was too cool for me
2: yes it, 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 this, is, this, is, this is mine you ready do it how long does this turbo lift take anyway <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought maybe you
0: were going to say here lies David Sp- Noah Butler <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> who like scratched out like, yeah, like
1: <laughs> in the stone David edged, edged out yeah david spade i mean i like
4: that that's my favorite so far nice david spade one
1: yeah, yeah that's that's a, good, a, that's, yeah. A good that's
2: a good one all right i'm out <laughs> <laughs> bye george did you did, did you hey did you see that i posted on on facebook this morning that picture from Ve- vegas with the yeah, I um, saw that the actress who, who um walked in on costanza when yeah. when he, after he'd been in the pool i saw yeah that uh, yeah
1: M- 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 melanie smith
2: yeah and remember, we we met her at, at uh, STLV.
1: Yeah, uh, two two weeks ago, she actually uh, reposted that as one of her memories on Instagram and tagged us in it.
2: No kidding. Yeah, I think yeah. So. that's really cool. I
1: had no idea. I messaged back and forth with her just for a little bit. She was asking what we were up to, and I was asking her what she was up to. She's been doing a lot of yoga. Mm.
2: Mm. Mm. Well, I, that was just like that was just so cool that she d- would like repost the picture, that. recreate that for it. I just thought I was so impressed by the fact that she got a kick out of that you
4: know that's kind of going back on the having fans around the world one thing that's just really i mean blows my mind as well is the people that we've met that are involved in the show that are fans of ours mm-hmm. <laughs> that you know i mean there's nothing like having uh <clears throat> you know ira bear call you on the phone and, and ask you if you you know you you can contribute some music for something. <laughs> I mean, just these <laughs> people that admire what we're doing, they're supportive of us. Uh, so it's it's cool, not just because they are, uh, you know, it, it's unexpected, but they were part of the world that we are writing about. So that's just, it's just kind of cool. It's neat.
0: Yeah, it's, hey, it's kind of interesting to, to actually be on like a first name basis with some of these people that are stars on the shows that we watch. Like uh, having Max Grodenschick call you to borrow the keyboard.
1: Andy, please tell me your keyboard hasn't left yet.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, thank God.
1: (laughs) Next question. Next question is from Tony Hutchinson on Facebook. And he asks, why should I not skip Voyager, Enterprise, and Discovery? Wow. Before watching (laughs) Before watching Picard, once I finish DS9. That's a lot to unpack in that question. Yeah, man. That... <laughs> okay. So he's currently finishing up DS9 and wants to know why he should not skip Voyager Enterprise and Discovery before starting
2: Picard. Because, because there's no reason to? Yeah. I mean, if you want to watch
4: Picard first, I don't think there's any... I mean, it's not going to spoil anything, but definitely go back and
3: watch the others. Yeah.
4: You know, I mean, watch it in whatever uh, order you It like. might spoil a
3: little bit of Voyager, actually. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I would
4: argue that it spoils a little bit. A little bit of Voyager.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Not a ton, but,
4: yeah. Yeah, no, I would, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, like, the last, the back half of Voyager. Okay, so I, I, I recant what I just said, and I'm <laughs> going back and saying, watch Voyager first, <laughs> then you may proceed to Picard and watch Discovery at your leisure. Yeah.
0: So I, I would my argument here for for watching this all the shows is that even the worst Star Trek is still fairly good TV. I mean, yeah. it might be ridiculous and campy yeah. and unbelievably stupid, but it's still fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Except for Night Terrors. There's yeah. nothing fun about looking at Night you know. Terrors. Yep.
4: I gotta agree yeah. with you guys on that one. You can yeah, skip definitely. Night Oh yeah, you've already watched Night Terrors then, haven't you? Oh um, yeah. <laughs> It's all uphill from here, right? Or is that the good way? The good thing. Or is it all downhill? Is that good? I don't know. It depends on your perspective, I guess. It depends on how you feel
1: about riding riding a bike up a hill.
4: Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next question. Perfect.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. We know we know this person. Uh Debbie Ranke asks. Um, yeah, babe.
2: Debbie. Wait, who? <laughs>
1: Debbie. <laughs> Stop it! Uh, what is your favorite meal to cook or eat? Wow! Yeah, this is like a this is like a first date kind of question.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I love barbecue. I'll eat barbecue all day. Just generic, whatever type of barbecue. You well, I, I do love ribs. See barbecue I ribs. I do
2: love ribs. <laughs> oh man! You just guzzling barbecue sauce Um, (laughs) he'll just be squeezing a bottle of sweet baby rays just squeezing it down drinking
4: it you're rolling you're going down the street and you pass one of those like little barbecue pit places you know or just the 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 food trucks with my mouth just my mouth is watering now (laughs) i had a big dinner and i'm stuffed and i'm just thinking of barbecue and it's like
3: (laughs) wow how about you patrick ice cream (laughs) <laughs> uh we already covered the ice how about uh paneer masala with a side of garlic naan yeah mm. <laughs> from where uh from where yeah from where oh i don't know any virtually any indian place that's good <laughs> okay I, I, I didn't
1: know if 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 you had a local favorite for that one or not
3: oh i mean i i love uh Shalimar here in
1: Shalimar. Mm-hmm.
3: but i haven't had one that wasn't very good. So. True. True.
0: <laughs> Mike, what about you? I've been doing a lot of cooking since quarantine. Uh I do actually do most of the cooking in our house. And uh
1: opposite here.
0: Yeah. Lately, uh mostly because my daughter Ruby is obsessed with eating it. Um, we've been having a lot of steak. <laughs> and,
4: <laughs> oh, from <man>. Denny's? <laughs> no, it's
0: not not Denny's steak. I've been doing a lot of grilling out with, uh, you know, with the kebabs and steaks and burgers and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, lately that's, that's kind of the thing around my house and that's, that's the meals that I've been making. What, was it with you
4: guys that I made the horrible decision to have a Bob Evans steak?
2: Yes. <laughs> I, I don't remember that. that. Wasn't was on the way back from that
0: Chicago be... show that Jim Morehouse was at? It might have been. I don't know. We stopped know. I had in a steak and Bob Evans,
4: and I have never.
2: It, Bob Bob Evans wouldn't more. have Bob Evans wouldn't have been open when we were stopping by it, so it no. it had to have been a Denny's or something. No, it was a Bob Evans. It was,
4: whatever, but whatever, whoever I was with, it was a Bob Evans, and it I, was just a. I don't. I don't, I don't was, think that was us then. It was what? fat and gristle on a plate. It was disgusting. What What was the place where
0: Patrick had a mozzarella stick sandwich?
2: <laughs> that was a Denny's. Okay, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the time. Like a it. Thing, yeah.
4: <laughs> it was that was hilarious. The, the the many adventures in eating that we've had.
3: I don't and, even remember that.
4: <laughs> but do you remember New Orleans when we went there and Mike was slurping down the unfortunately I do remember
3: that.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that oysters. Oh, oh God. God, that was
4: gross. Does,
0: does anybody <laughs> ha-
2: else have an answer for that question? Well, I, I want clarification on that question. Is it just—is it your favorite meal to eat, or is it something that you have to cook inside to, your to house? Cook, to, to, cook eat and, to cook and or prepare and or eat. Oh. Yeah. Whichever. So I, I I can pick. It doesn't have to be one that I actually prepare myself in the no. my house necessarily. No. no.
0: I don't think that Patrick's making his own paneer tiki right, masala. Right,
3: right, right. <laughs> actually, actually, we have, we have, but we do prefer to get it out. Yes, when we can. Exactly, Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's the
2: spices that you can't, just can't quite get. Right. I've attempted, I've attempted those, my, my favorite things, but they never turn out as good as, as the restaurants. But yeah, Indian food, any kind of Indian food is top of my list. And then, and then probably sushi is, is next. Yep. those are probably It'd my two my, my two top. If I had to pick, those would be we, my two. We top we choices. order a lot of sushi on the nights so
4: that I don't cook. Yeah, I do love sushi.
1: <laughs> we just we just ordered sushi the
4: other night. Do they make barbecue sushi?
1: <laughs> probably.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they
2: make they make every kind of sushi. <laughs> I
1: know. No, I'm going I'm going with Indian food too, and I'm also Yay. I'm always I, I can go for pizza any time of day or night. Oh, that's
2: yeah. true. That is. Yeah. I agree with that yeah but but a
0: specific kind of pizza what what pizza
1: Giordano's. uh lately (laughs) lately i've been obsessed with the place here called it called king dough it's like they got this chewy buttery crust oh my god and it's like they can do it vegan they can do vegetarian they got all kinds of meat options and it's like really fresh great ingredients They have a great bar inside Mm -hmm. but we can't go into the bar now
2: but, where, where, yeah. where is this
1: place? It's called King Doe. Where is it? King Doe. It's uh, it's on the south. It's on Michigan Street, uh, like before you get to like the highway. Like so. so For those so,
0: of you listening in the UK, so yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> close to close-ish to downtown. It's uh, across the parking lot from another new newer place called uh called Rad Brewing, which has great beer. So it's nice because you, you you can get your pizza from one place, get your beer from the other place, and then go take it to the parking lot and socially distance, have 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 a meal.
2: Yeah, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Which is
1: we've done multiple times. All right, moving on from Debbie's question, there uh, another person we know locally here, Madison Rachel Jones. Who? Oh, this'll this th- this will be a fun one. Uh, what type of dog would each member of the band be? <laughs>
4: Well, I think we've established that Noah is a hairless St. Bernard, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like how the hell that came back around.
0: He did come back around.
3: Wow. Patrick, what, what would you be? Uh, what would I be? Yeah. I you guys should tell me what I would be. I
4: <laughs> that makes a little more sense.
3: I feel like Chris would be a Labrador. Oh, <laughs> Why? (laughs) I don't know.
4: (laughs) Patrick, I I mean, not because, just because of the dogs that you've had, I I feel like you'd be this tiny little, like a terrier or something. I can
1: can get behind terrier. Yeah. Some kind of a, some kind of a wiry
3: terrier. Yeah. Yeah. I can get behind wiry. Maybe a schnauzer. (laughs) Is is this because I have a schnauzer now that you're saying? (laughs) Maybe.
0: (laughs) Is there a type of dog that's obsessed with corgis? <laughs> that's right. Other corgis? I Other... <laughs> feel like I would be a golden retriever. Why is that, Mike? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I
4: don't know. Wait, what's the laziest dog?
2: I'm bath That's a <out. laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's,
4: what's the most that's... irreverent dog, Fark? Irreverent? <laughs> yeah um probably a golden retriever i what? would say
1: would be the most like uh, stereotypical poodle? Kind of dog. Poodle. i'm a poodle I'm one of
2: those giant poodles uh, i think <laughs> why would i be a poodle <laughs> I, think, I, I think andy matches uh he matches his own dog i think i think andy's a little i think he's a little misunderstood and uh, pit and, uh yeah i think you're you're in that uh that kind of um misunderstood category of of the looks scary looks tough looks you know but he's he's really a sweetheart when you get to know him you're tall everybody's tall to me and you're especially tall so you're especially (laughs) scary to me because i'm so little
0: because (laughs) because of the threat that i could eat your head yeah yeah i I feel like if a chihuahua could grow up to be six six two then i mean Six, that's what three. I, a chihuahua
1: <laughs> yeah a chihuahua i have a chihuahua and i'm you, I'm nothing like her
2: well but you're a lot like ren from ren and stimpy so that's like
1: true <laughs> i do think a lot of people are idiots mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. i got you a got, lot
2: of problem with you you. <laughs> you got a lot of anger issues so it's, it, it it works itself out true. that way I, I I go to therapy yeah. it's good yeah. it's fine yeah and a lot of problems with you people.
4: You're going to hear about
1: them. <laughs> oh, All right. the police. Damn it, Mike. <laughs> Let's see, uh, Ted Iverson asks, uh, what series does each member prefer and why? I think Mike and I had definitely made our preference pretty vocal of uh, Deep, Deep Space Nine.
2: Yeah, I've, I've yep.
4: said Deep Space Nine too many times, and it's because it's awesome. It's just <laughs> good. The answer is answer for there. three of us. <laughs> Yeah, I just think it's a great show. Patrick,
3: what about you? Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Star <laughs> Trek series, buddy. Come <laughs> on. Uh, I, I, it's really tough for me to pick, but I, I mean, I like I want to say TOS just because growing up with it and spending all this time with the ins and outs of the episodes and getting into the minute details of it. But it's hard for me to pick something over it just because we've been doing so much with it creatively. I think I think after we're done with TOS, then I can pick a different one. <laughs>
2: then
4: it'll, it'll be animated series. <laughs> if we go with that. I'm
1: convinced. All right. Noah I'm the go, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and assume Noah's gonna say the original series because that's the only one that he's watched. <laughs> that's not
0: true. <laughs> it's Noah, not true. Noah's making Wait. his way
2: through D Space right. right now. So so let me explain myself. Um no explain to myself. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm gonna no matter what, I'm gonna probably say the original series because the original series, like Patrick said, it is it is what I grew up on, it is what solidified my love for sci fi and things like that. Um, right, it and and I, and I love the camp of it, like, I love the bad camp of it, I love the good camp of it, I, I love that. The, the difference is like the camp of the 60s. I wasn't alive during the 60s so like the camp is just this different far off foreign entity that's just wonderful and exotic right
3: well we're just from it because we didn't live oh through yeah
2: that. we didn't live through it but our, i i lived through the late 80s right so the campiness in star trek tng and like th- that doesn't it's just painful for me. It's not it's not <laughs> campy and like, ah, oh, that's so ex- funny and exact. It's just like, oh, that's hideous. Very oh, that's 80s. awful. It's just so late 80s. It just makes me want to cringe. So like, I can't forgive a lot of the bad in the in TNG. There's a lot of good in it. There is certainly a lot of good, but the bad I can't forgive like I can forgive in the in the original series. I have started to watch Deep Space 9. Mike said, yeah, get through the first season. So I got through the first season. I think I had the flu and I watched it all in like a fever delirium, uh, which is probably good, (laughs) Mike said. Yeah. Second second season, I was like, yeah, I kind of like some of these characters. And so Mike, when when does it get really good? He's like, ah, just, you know, get to the third season. It's really good. All right, so I made it to the second season, get to the third season, got to the end of the third season. I'm like, it's kind of a lot of the same, Mike. Like, when does it get good? He's like. Fourth season, man. Fourth season. Just wait till the fourth season. <laughs> I got, I got like halfway through the fourth season, and it's like, yeah, it's still the same. It's still, I mean, I, I, I like it. It's you know, when does it get good? He's like, man, just make it to the fifth season, and it gets so good <laughs> in the fifth season. And then I just like, I haven't, I'm not there yet, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see.
1: Well, in the because when in, starting in season four, you start getting the whole like Dominion War arc.
2: That's what, but I uh, will Just, we'll you, wait, well, well, just you wait, buddy. Just you wait. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for four and a half seasons. So. No, I've been so waiting. Just, waiting. Just keep going, man. Next season. Uh, that's what you, okay. Uh, or, original series. That's my vote. Original series.
1: <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Next one comes from James Butler Call. Were your wives or girlfriends interested in Trek before you met? And if not, are they now? And how did you get them into it? Can I answer that first? Noah, yes. Go ahead.
2: Okay. No. (laughs) And no. (laughs) Perfect. Okay, there you go
1: all right mine um uh, kelsey was aware of star trek and she had watched a little bit of it and then when we got together and she knew i was she already knew i was in a star trek band but we didn't really ever really watch it together but then uh i wound up getting her into star trek discovery and she loves discovery she loves tilly uh, and we went, she, we went through season two really, really fast as, as it premiered. And she was annoyed that, that that season three wasn't already out. So now we get season three back in October, October 15th. And she is pretty happy about that. Chris, what about you? Was, uh, was, uh, was Jennifer into Star Trek and is she now or no? Uh,
4: Jennifer was not into Star Trek. And I don't know... I don't know that she'd really seen that much of it, really. Now she can pretty much take it or leave it. She she's, she's not really a big TV person anyway. She will sit on the couch with me while I watch something, and she'll kind of idly watch. And if it interests her, then she'll get into it. She's watched more of, like, she'll watch an occasional episode of some of the newer stuff with me. Every once in a while, she'll be like, you know, say that, let's watch an original series episode just because of the camp value and, and that's entertaining. And, but she's not, I mean, again, she can pretty much take it or leave it. So, but she, she likes, she's very supportive of me liking it and, and what I do with the band. So even though she's not super into it, she understands my love for it and is supportive that way. So, yeah, you know, I can't ask for more than that. Guess.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> patrick and i know I, I know i know savannah was 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 a fan of star trek before <laughs> you guys got together oh, yeah. but no, she,
3: she grew up a huge star trek fan and our uh, our first interaction i think ever was when i was heading in to perform our first year at gen con mm-hmm. and she i kind of bumped into her in the hallway and she said nice uniform <laughs> <laughs> and she had no idea um a friend was bringing her to see us play, but she had no idea she was going to see a star Trek band. Oh, so, nice. <laughs> right. That was the show. That was the show where Chris forgot his uniform. That That's was the right. show. I,
4: I had to wear had a to band wear,
1: t-shirt. That's I had right. to wear a Five year mission blue t-shirt. That's
3: so right. yeah, Savannah was, was a huge fan. She grew up um, with TNG and Voyager as her favorites and uh, a bigger fan than me, probably. And uh, she's still a huge fan. So, and she loved the new stuff too. So,
1: yeah strength to strength Mike what about what about what about Ashley was Ashley into Star Trek before
0: uh she knew of it she had seen a few episodes or whatever I think she saw one of the the newer movies but uh she was not really a a fan and then one day I came home from work and she was about four episodes into the first disc of uh TOS (laughs) and uh And then, so she started watching and um, that was like maybe two or three, three years ago. And um, now she's made it through TOS, TNG. We watched, and I I make sure she watches everything chronologically. So we watched like the movies and everything in the right order. And we're currently uh, five seasons into Deep Space Nine and two seasons into Voyager watching those okay. simultaneously and she's about you know i mean we watch a usually one you know a couple episodes a week so uh eventually she's going to get through all of it um, she has seen uh, discovery because you know we did watch that um but i'm making her wait to watch picard
1: really oh because of the <laughs> voyager tie-ins and everything yeah okay all right that makes sense so all yeah right. she's, got... she's,
4: a,
0: she's a pretty big fan now
4: all right
1: all right. We got one final question. I figure I'd save this one for last. Uh, this one comes from our friend, Jason Bamberry of the, uh, <laughs> of the star Wars band, the Yavin four. And uh, I'm sure you'd skip this one. <laughs> Mike and I are actually doing uh, the Motley crew too fast for love whole album with Jason Bamberry on vocals. Uh, that's going to be for Halloween this year. Fingers crossed that live show still actually happens. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, his question is: uh, Whoever can answer this one, I think I, I uh Who gets the most groupies in the band?
2: <laughs> the
1: answer. The answer is Chris.
0: <laughs> what?
1: You're the
4: handsome one. I don't have any groupies though. Yeah.
3: Gr- groupies. I think. I think the question: Who gets the most groupies? The answer is Jason.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's true. Yeah.
4: That's now, a the song question was phrased if none of the guys in the band were married or had girlfriends then who do you think would have the most groupies then sure you can answer me if you want
3: <laughs> it'd be a cross, a cross between chris and noah i think
0: i would say chris and fark
2: yeah i'd say chris and fark
0: andy has <laughs> a- got that charisma
2: <laughs> damn
0: <Dang, laughs> right i have char- I'm,
1: I'm oozing with this funny man It's true. The comic relief that's that's not actually funny.
0: Noah and I would just be standing in the back, hating them and drinking. We have officially launched the Five-Year Mission Patreon. On there you can see posts with pictures and videos of behind the scenes shenanigans with the band and the podcast. There are different levels you can sign up for where you'll get exclusive merch and videos and unreleased tracks and demos and other stuff from the band and the podcast that you wouldn't normally get if you didn't follow us on Patreon. The different tiers you get to choose from go from Ensign all the way up to Admiral. And one of the perks of being an Admiral is that you get to be a producer on this podcast. This week's producers are Neil Carpenter, Debbie Rinke, Helen Lake, Carol Jones, Steve and Frankie Palopoli, Madison Rachel Jones, Becky and Roxy, and of course, Jim Morehouse. So head over to the 5-Year Mission Patreon right now and sign up as an admiral, and your name can be listed at the end of the next episode of 5-Year Mission, the podcast. Just go to patreon.com slash 5-Year Mission. That's the number 5-Year Mission.
1: Com is your home for all things pop culture pin related. This month they have brand new releases from DC Comics, including Mary Marvel, Batman 66, and Hourman, including an also new all new Ultraman pin collection from Star Trek, because of course that's the reason that brought you all here. Uh, the T'Pol women of Trek character pin, as well as Kess, uh, and also they revealed over on Twitter that they're working on a Hugh character pin from the Picard series, and as well they also revealed a Disco combadge. That is Star Trek Discovery brand new combadge. Apparently that is not even in previews yet. They just happened to. Mention that it is with the art department right now. So apparently, I'm going to be having to drop some more money over on fansets.com. You, however, will not have to spend nearly as much money if you type in the code of five year mission. That is the number five year mission for 15% off your entire order at fansets.com on checkout. So get over there, fill up your cart decorate yourself however you like display them you can they even sell displays for these pins this is how wonderful of works of art these pins are so head on over spend some money tell them five-year mission sent you by using that 15 percent off discount code of five all caps year mission see you next time I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Five Year Mission: The Podcast, Fan Questions Edition. Woo-hoo! Finally, that's a that was a long episode.
4: Noah, can you give it? Can you give us some fan questions? Fan.
2: There we go. Yeah, you're supposed to you supposed to do the you're supposed to do the other part. No, we're the here. you say, here.
0: Fans?
4: You say oh. fan questions.
0: Yeah, try, try it again, Noah.
2: What? <laughs> Wait, how does it work? You sing the song, we say fans. Right. I say I just I just echo so we, fans. I don't start We say
1: fan, it. and you say you do the fan questions. These okay, but you guys didn't stronger. say fans.
2: Fans. Oh, fans. Yeah. fans. fans fans fans
4: fan fans questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Uh be sure to go to trekgeeks.com and check out all the other shows on the Trek Geeks Network of podcasts. And hey, all five of us were here for an episode, so all five Whoa. of us say, say goodbye at the same time. And it's going to be hilarious because it's going to be off on the count of three. Everybody say goodbye. One, two, goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Goodbye. goodbye.
1: Perfect. No <laughs> lag at all.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Five Your Mission, the podcast. If any of you are interested in listening to more of our music, you can check us out on YouTube or Spotify or iTunes or pretty much anywhere that you can listen to music. Just search for Five Year Mission and we should be the first thing that comes up. If you would like to contact us in regards to the podcast or anything else that you want to talk to us about, you can email us at fiveyearmissionband at gmail.com. And for more information about the band, you can go to fiveyearmission.net
1: and also follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.